importance of burnout, how to detect and overcome burnout before it burns you out. Interview with Julie B. So recently a high achiever asked me, she said, I feel like I'm sitting at the brink of burnout. What should I look for? So how to identify burnout and, and how to overcome it before it really makes me lose my career or my health. So our guest today, Julie B, will share three of her most powerful tips that has that have helped her and her clients overcome burnout. Would you like to learn those? Those simple tips that you can apply right away in your life? Then stay tuned. You're watching Happy and Healthy Mind, episode 95. Julie B, our guest today. Thank you, Julie, for joining. Um, she is an award-winning entrepreneur, a leader of leaders, and an engaging storyteller. Julie has spoken for 14 plus years on topics including leadership, management, employee engagement and morale, workplace culture, business ownership, and entrepreneurship. Julie's leadership insights have been featured on Fast Company, Forbes, Thrive Global, and many more. Her forthcoming book with Matt Holbrook's The Business Owner's Guide to Burnout is scheduled to hit bookshelves early 2024, and I'm sure it is going to help a lot of you. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakani. I help compassionate high achievers achieve more, earn more, make bigger impact that they're meant to make without burnout and without losing their health or career. And I'm executive coach, corporate speaker, and an integrative psychiatrist. I believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware for both your brain and your body. Therefore, I share practical tips for your mental fitness. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your healthcare professional. But if you find this content helpful, then join our mission of eradicating preventable suffering by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people can live their best life perform at their highest, and make the biggest impact they are meant to make. If you're joining us live, please share in the chat any questions you may have, and we'll try to answer. So let's learn from our guest. So Julie, uh, thank you for joining, and uh, tell us what uh, what made this topic important in your life. Yeah, so I'm going to rewind to the summer of 2021, and I was running two businesses, two podcasts. I feel like I had two of everything going on, and I also was on a volunteer board. I was actually the chairperson of the board, so I had a lot of responsibilities, and I had a lot on my plate, and I was at that time I was dealing with things like I wasn't sleeping well, I wasn't eating well, I had gained like 50 pounds. I did not feel good in my body. Um, I was having issues with anxiety, just racing thoughts, racing heart, like all of those things that go, go with that. And what's interesting is that I, I, I've been through burnout. I had been through burnout before and I knew I was kind of burned out, but I didn't realize how bad it was until one morning I woke up, I got some hard news about the volunteer organization that I was involved with and my, everything just kind of fell apart. I thought I was having a heart attack. My blood pressure was 156 over 110. My pulse was like in the 130s. I was nauseous. I was sweaty. I was having all of these like chest pains, all of these symptoms of a heart attack. So of course, went to the emergency room. 
And after being in the emergency room for eight hours and during the um, height of the Delta variant of COVID, that's when that was all going on too. Um, the cardiologist told me my heart was fine and that I had had a panic attack and I had never had a panic attack before. I'd had anxiety before, but never, never something that I thought was a heart attack, nothing like that, nothing that bad. So, you know, I had time that day in the ER to kind of sit and figure out like, oh, okay, this isn't as, this isn't a critical emergency because otherwise I would be back and back there. And then on the way home, I, I just, I realized that I was burned out and really, really had to make some changes in my life because the next time it could have, it could be easily be a heart attack. It could easily be a stroke. So that set me on this journey basically landed me where I am today, which is, you know, managing my work and my life and the, my presence and both of those in a, in a sustainable, better prioritized way. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I can't wait to learn all these tools that helped you. But before we go into that, tell us how is life different once you apply these tools in your life? I sleep. I sleep at night. I, I even, yeah, I'm a business owner. I have two companies that I'm running and, you know, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made, a lot of challenging things, especially in this time of the, you know, we've just come through COVID and now we're dealing with like some economic inflation and all of those things. I, I can sleep at night. That's the biggest one. And I, um, I prioritize my, uh, well, I've prioritized my physical health. So, you know, I lost some weight, I eat better. It's really about focusing on my overall wellness and also learning how to have harmony between your work and your life, because, you know, work-life balance is, I think that word, it just, it balancing indicates you're kind of always kind of shift, shifting and juggling. I like to think of it more as harmony that each can kind of flow with each other and that they're not, you know, fighting against each other all the time for your time and, and just kind of having a different mindset about how I approach work approaching it in that way has helped a lot. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So it seems like, you know, you didn't have to quit your job. You didn't have to stop making the impact you are making in your life, mm -hmm. but you found another way of taking care of both your health and your career. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's uh, share some of the tools that really helped you. You already started identifying mm -hmm. that you prioritize yourself, mm -hmm. but how do you prioritize, you know, if you, if you have some practical tips for people out there mm -hmm. uh, listening to us, how, how, how to do that when there's so much demand, like sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in the uh, web of my own creation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. start something and then it keeps on going and then it, it demands a lot. And then the second thing you put in, so you can handle it. And then suddenly sometimes everything is demanding all of you and then you can't have that harmony. Yeah. So, and, and listen, everybody I talk to, almost everybody I talk to feels that way. And I think, I think first of all, just accepting that that's normal to feel like you have way too much on your plate and how can you possibly put anything else on your plate? That is a very normal thing. So, you know, the first thing I always recommend people to do is start, just say no to new. That's what I did. Anything new, even if it seemed like the best opportunity in the world, when you're trying to overcome burnout and recover from burnout, don't put anything new on your plate. I think that's the first thing that um, you just have 
become become comfortable saying the word no. And sometimes it's hard, but but that is the first thing you have to learn how to do. And then from there, I would say another thing that really helped me is I put together what I call my I'm resilient folder. And no, I'm sorry, like, you know, uh, you finished the sentence, but I have a question. So finish uh -huh. this thought. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so the second thing I did was uh, I started creating these uh, this what I call my I'm resilient folder. And it's basically just stories of from my past that were challenging or you know, it, it does, it's not necessarily all the burnout stories, but hard times in life. And what that helps you do, if, you, if I review that kind of fairly regularly, I do that about once a month. It helps me remember that I am capable and that I am resilient and that, you know, sometimes it, it also raises awareness to a potential burnout that's coming that I don't see coming yet. But, you know, I go back and I look at my past and say, okay, look at that there. This is a very similar thing that I was going through back then. And here's how I handled it. I can handle it. I am resilient and I don't want to get to that point again. So let's take care of it now. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. What a wonderful technique. I'm going to apply that too. I, I have a, a system called my treasure box mm -hmm. and I try to have, you know, the feedback that I've received mm -hmm. from other people, how it, how I've been able to help them in their life. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when I am down, that treasure box really helps me. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is a new angle to resilient folder, you called it, mm -hmm. where you write the stories of mm -hmm. your past hardship and how you overcame them mm -hmm. so that you can also catch yourself from going to that point again. Yeah. That's wonderful. I think, I think in general, we individuals we're more resilient than we give ourselves credit for and sometimes you just when you're going through a hard time sometimes you need to be reminded of just how resilient you've been in the past yes. that's been very helpful for me yes wonderful and this reminds me of a little text i received from my colleague when um recently i was going through this similar type of situation and she said don't forget we have 100 percent success rate in getting through the difficult times mm-hmm we have 100% success rate in getting through the difficult times. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me because, yes, you know, I am a resilient being. And, you know, there are lots of times that times have been hard in life that I was able to pull myself out. But when you're going through an acute phase, it is hard to remember that mm -hmm. because you're so drained and you're so overwhelmed with whatever life is presenting to you mm -hmm. that you forget. And so having something like this can really help people. Wonderful. Absolutely. So let me go, go to my question when you mm -hmm. were talking about the first mm -hmm. trick is learning to say no. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that a lot of times, mm -hmm. but I have a very hard time accepting that as a flat blanket instruction mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. say no, mm -hmm. because now I want to keep my life meaningful. Mm -hmm. I want to continue to earn. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop earning. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop making a difference in other people's mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And I want to live my full life till last mm -hmm. moment. I don't mm -hmm. want to regret that I didn't do one thing or mm -hmm. the other. And so how do you balance that mm -hmm. desire to be the best in life, to make the best in life, and then saying no, because yeah. they kind of seem like polar opposite mm -hmm. on, uh, superficially. So can you get a little deeper mm -hmm. in terms of how to decide when to say no and when to say yes? 
Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. What I often tell people who my clients who, you know, struggle with it, with this is that it is really a no for now. If you're, if it's something, if it's an opportunity and, and there's, there's always extremes, right? So this is for most things that come up, but if a fantastic opportunity comes up that you just cannot pass up, then I would even say, yeah, this is one you've got to, you've got to go for. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But what I, what I remind people is that it's, it's a no for now. And most likely the opportunity will, will be there when you are overcome from, when you overcome and recover from your own burnout. And you, you kind of have to look at each opportunity individually. But I think that is really important to note is that just because you're saying no today, doesn't mean it's going to be a no a week from now or a month from now. You might just need a little bit of time to be able to say yes. So, it, you know, with what you're describing, I totally get those opportunities that come up. I think it just takes when you're in burnout, you you have to have um, maybe a tighter filter of what you're actually willing to say yes to. Because here's the thing, if you don't deal with your burnout, you know, you're going to be taken out of the game one way or another anyways. You're going to probably not going to be able to maximize whatever the opportunity is anyways. Are you going to be able to give it your best? Are you going to be able to show up the way you really want to? if you are dealing with burnout. So I think all of those things come into answering your question. You know, it's hard to say no sometimes. And sometimes you have to realize that it's, it is the, the right answer for right now. Mm -hmm. So I like two points that you brought. Number one, it's no for now, not mm -hmm. no forever. And that you have to have tighter filter for saying yes. And um, sometimes I use the concept of opportunity cost. Mm -hmm that let's say if you have $100 and you go to the market, you have option of let's say buying this dress versus this food or bag of groceries. So when you buy the $100 dress, it is not only costing you $100, it is also costing you the opportunity to buy that $100 worth of groceries. Mm -hmm or vice versa. Mm -hmm. The point is that you're always making the choices. Mm -hmm. And you by choosing one thing, you're automatically saying no to the other thing. Mm -hmm. And so make intentional choice. Mm -hmm. I say like, um, say, if you're saying no, make intentional no. When you're saying yes, make intentional yes, and not just habitually saying yes to everything because I'm afraid of letting people down or I'm afraid mm -hmm. of failing or I'm afraid of being looked down upon. Mm -hmm. Say no intentionally so, so you can say yes to your ongoing ability to continue to serve. Yeah, I, I think anytime we're making a decision, like if you're, if you're saying yes out of fear or if you're saying no out of fear, you have to kind of, that's, those are, those are really good signs that you kind of need to dig into that. You know, what are you actually fearing? Um, the yes out of fear is a little bit more concerning for me because that means to me that you're trying, you're, you're trying to please somebody else. Usually that's, or, you know, you think that you're going to lose out and it's not always the case. So you just have to be, like I said, you know, a, a tighter filter, especially when you're going through burnout, you really have to you know, have a, have a much tighter filter on what you actually say yes to. Yeah. I had a patient recently and she was going through this feeling that if she says no, that her supervisor, her manager would really not like her and mm -hmm. she may lose her job mm -hmm. and stuff. And so we worked through working out, okay, 
Well, if you say no, just kind of go, I, mm -hmm. I'm not, I cannot take this. Of course, the other person is going to be frustrated because that is part mm -hmm. of the overall mission of the mm -hmm. organization. And now you're saying no mm -hmm. to those things. But when she worked through, okay, these are the projects that I'm working on. These mm -hmm. are the five projects. In terms of the priorities, these are the priorities. Tell me this sixth project that you're asking me to work on, where does it fit in the mm -hmm. priority? So if I work on this, then maybe I can delay this one. So when she went with, with not just saying no, but saying no intentionally to say yes to something else, mm -hmm. saying, okay, let's work together and see, okay, in my capacity, I can do these five things. Mm -hmm. So how, which one do you want me to say no to? And that way she negotiated a process by which she was able to avoid burning out herself mm -hmm. and still doing the best in her capacity. Yeah. And she probably taught her supervisor a couple of lessons there as well. You know, <laughs> right. like if, if you're asking me to take on something else, some there's got to be a different level of priority. Something has to get bumped down lower on the list because right. we all, we all, we all only have a certain amount of time, time in the day, you know, right. and energy and focus. So yeah, you got to do that sometimes. Yes. Wonderful. So we talked about one, uh, learning to mm -hmm. say no strategically, I would say. Mm -hmm. And two uh, was, what was the second one? It was the I'm resilient folder. The I'm resilient you know, folder. Yeah. Wonderful. Having those stories really helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, that is one of the very powerful uh, principle that when you are doing well is the time to write those stories mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you cannot go digging the water uh, well when you are really thirsty, mm -hmm. you really need to have dug the well and filled your water bottle so mm -hmm. that you can drink when you are feeling thirsty. Absolutely. Right. So what's the third one? Yeah. So the third one is it's, it's build your support network before you need it. So kind of a similar, you know, in the similar thought, we all need support, whether it's at home, at work, you know, and whether that's your, your partner, employees, you know, even relying on things like childcare or somebody, for example, I have somebody who mows our lawn because I just, I'm not going to do it. I don't have time to do it. You know, just having that support network, it's kind of like having your banker before you need, need the loan. You want to make sure you have a few people, at least one for both areas of your life, at least one support person on the personal side and at least one support person on the work side that when times get tough, like you can go to them and they may not actually take on the work, but they may be able to help you prioritize what can come off of your plate. That's actually one of the things that I've learned is it's not so much about asking people to do something for you or take something off your plate. Sometimes it's just asking for example, for me, I'll, I will go to my key employee and ask her, okay, I've got these 10 things that I need to do. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't want to burn out. Can you help me narrow this, this down to five? And she does because she knows the priorities of the company and the vision of the, you know, she knows our vision as well. And she helps me prioritize that. So sometimes it's not even about, I mean, it's nice if somebody can take something off your plate, but it's also about making sure that you have people that can help you figure out what is the priority here. That's been actually more helpful for me uh, over the past few years than, you know, having somebody step in and, and take something and run with it. 
That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, I can I can relate to it for from so many different levels. So mm-hmm. as part of my, I'm doing a fellowship at the university. And so we get a mentor assigned. And, and and so I had a meeting with my mentor today and I was talking about, you know, kind of getting overwhelmed that, you know, if I had to do hundred of these cases, then it would be uh, too hard to do it in the time frame. And so, you know, just brainstorming, she said, why are you thinking about seeing, uh, seeing the patient, all the patients that you've seen for the whole month? Why don't you... F- narrow it down to just one week mm-hmm. and I said yeah that would make it 25 that is manageable she mm-hmm. didn't she didn't change anything for me mm-hmm. like you know she didn't change anything but she was able to show me a different perspective mm-hmm. and uh, like your employee like your employee was mm-hmm. able to help you cut down the 10 to kind mm-hmm. of five projects mm-hmm. and my mentor was able to help me see that I can kind of narrow it down to mm-hmm. more manageable uh, project that I'm working on So I'm sure in life, there are many circumstances where you don't have to just quit, but Mm -hmm. you can modify the expectation Mm -hmm. and so that it becomes in harmony. Wonderful. Yeah. So, so the third tip is to have the support system ready that you can tap in before you burn out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like ideally you would talk to them you know, stress and burnout sometimes are used in the same, to mean the same thing, but they're not the same thing. Like, you know, stress is a a normal part of life, but if you start to feel like you're constantly stressed, that's when you need to tap into your network or your support network, because if you can catch it before it goes into burnout, that's what we want here, right? Like we don't want that stress to turn into burnout ultimately. So that's when you go to your support network and say, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm not sure which which direction to go here. And I just need some help. Yeah. So let's take a few minutes to kind of dig deeper mm-hmm. into what are those physical signs of burnout mm-hmm. that we should watch out for that. Uh, the question that we started our program with. Yeah. So question is what are the physical or psychological signs of burnout that one should watch out for? So th- I think one of the biggest ones is you're not, you're not sleeping well. Um, that sleep is so crucial. I know for me, that's one of the biggest signs. And one thing I would say is that whatever you, your signs are, you also want to know what normal looks like for you, because you won't know what burnout is if you don't know what normal is. So, you know, if you normally sleep seven hours a night or eight hours a night, like that's your, that's your normal. If you start to get too far away from that, then you want to be aware of that because you're probably heading towards burnout. I've literally had business owners tell me parts of their body didn't work for two years. I had a business owner tell me her right arm didn't work for two and a half years. That's, that's a sign that you're burned out is that stress. It comes out in that way. Um, you know, I would say any changes in weight, any changes in how you're eating. Um, also, you know, just how you feel overall, you know, you, you think about when we talk about physical symptoms, we think about how our body feels, but also, you know, what is your, what is your mental health? Like, are you where you normally are? You know, if you're normally a happy go lucky type of person, but you're not that if you're kind of being a pessimistic person or a negative person, you might be dealing with burnout. And then of course the, the, the harder signs, like what ended landed me in the hospital are, you know, you got racing thoughts, racing, racing heart, all of those types of things. Um, those are all signs of burnout. And of course, you know, you're, you're an MD, but I am not. So I'm going to say the disclaimer of I'm not a doctor or a mental health provider. 
So if you have any questions about that type of stuff, go see your your doctor, your your healthcare providers. But those are all some some physical signs of burnout that I've seen, I've heard about, and I've experienced myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Coming back to what you were talking about, so we have talked about three three tips, three of your powerful tips, which I think are incredible. Number one was learning to say no strategically, and the second one was b- building a, a I'm folder. resilient. Yeah, I'm, I'm resilient. resilient folder. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I'm going to still call it my treasure folder. Yeah, you can go for it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. works for you. So our listeners, whatever works for you, call whatever, but develop yeah. a folder, a place where you write the stories of your resilience, mm-hmm. how you have been able to overcome difficulties in past. And remember that you have 100% success rate of getting through the difficult times. Mm-hmm. And the third point that we talked about was developing your support system Mm -hmm. so that you can brainstorm. It would be great to have some support system to take some things off your plate, but Mm -hmm. also the support system that would help you see a different perspective to help you prioritize and do the best in whatever areas of priority you have chosen. So you're kind of coming to the close of our time. So do you have, can you kind of summarize and give us a, a take-home message for the audience at this time? Yeah, I think, you know, all, all of the things you just said, uh, Rosina, but you can go to my website is thejuliebee.com slash resources. And you can find, I actually have a download that's 30 ways to say no to help with that, help you set boundaries. But I think the most important thing is don't run away from burnout. Don't be afraid of it. It's, it is something that needs to be addressed and you can only address it if you look it right in the face and, and, and take care of it. So don't be afraid of it. Take care of your burnout. Yeah, because if you are too afraid of it and not addressing it, it would just increase. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And so thank you for the gift, the 30 ways to say no. Our audience can find uh, those as part of the resources on our website, happyandhealthymind.com. So if you click the resources, it would take you to the resources that our guests have shared, including this resource, 30 ways to say no and prevent burnout. And if you are in US and you would like us to send you the links for reminder and resources, uh, you can go, you can text the word joyful to the number 38470. And we'd be happy to send you the reminders and resources. And as I already shared earlier, that I'm I'm going to be teaching, uh, digging deeper and answering some questions about the biological symptoms of burnout and the three evidence-based methods to reverse the effect of burnout on your body, regain your energy, focus, and productivity. And you can register for that webinar at drrosina.com front slash webinar. So until that time, uh, let me leave you with this question. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And every day is a new opportunity. Option to say no strategically. Option to create your My I Am Resilient folder. Option to build your support system or anything that you identify from your past that has helped you to stay resilient. So what are you going to choose today? Stay safe and happy and healthy. Until next time. Thank you, Julie, for joining us today. Thank you.